Good morning. Thank you for tuning in for the Crossroads Baptist Church radio broadcast ministry. I'm Pastor Jeffrey Lynn, and today we're going to be looking at choices that we make. Uh, For the time that we have together, we're going to be considering these choices, how they affect us and others, and how, most importantly, we can make the choices that God would have us to make and choices that will be better uh, in the future and better in the long run for us. So let's pray, and we'll dive right into our message for this morning. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word and for all that we can learn from it. Lord, help us to only ever seek your word for our advice. Lord, help help it to be our final authority, Lord, for whatever it may be. Lord, help us to make sure that every choice we make is filtered through the the lens of your word. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every day we're faced with choices. Some seem rather small, like what to wear or what to eat or or where to go, but sometimes we're made uh, to make choices that can impact the rest of our lives for the better or for the worse. Um, Today, for just a little while, I want to show you from God's Word how we can make those better choices and and what is the most important choice for anyone to ever make. First off, um, I want to thank you for making the choice to listen to this broadcast today. Uh, you are, whether, whether you're driving down the road or sitting at home, uh, you've chosen to be listening to church, and so that's a blessing. That's a good choice, I believe. Uh, but um, the Bible gives us many, many different examples of people who made choices, both good and bad, and some people who it gives us examples of, of both types of choices that they've made. Think about King David. King David trusted God and stood alone against the giant Goliath, and, uh, and that was a good choice. He, he was the only man in the whole nation, it seemed, that was able to have faith and trust in his God and stand against evil, and he defeated Goliath through, through the Lord, and a great victory was won, but then David is also the same man that later in life chose to sleep with another man's wife, Bathsheba, and then kill him for her. That was a bad choice. That was a bad choice that led to a lot of bad choices and, and really hurt him in the long run. David's decision to fight for his God led to freedom and victory for Israel. David's decision to sleep with Bathsheba led to great misery for not only Bathsheba's family, but for David's own family. After David's sin, God uh, sent a prophet named Nathan to David to let him know about the choice he made and the consequences thereof. And we're going to pick that up in Second Samuel chapter number 12 and verse number 1. Bible says, And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had an exceeding many uh, flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him. But he t- uh, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord 
to do evil in his sight. Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because that thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives from... Uh, take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of uh, the son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord hath also put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. Now, this is quite a, you know, people know the phrase, thou art the man. That is a, a bold proclamation there showing David that, hey, you are the one. You did this. You did this to, to this Bathsheba and her husband, and you killed Uriah the Hittite. Uh, you, you had all these things. So he made this bad choice, and it cost him very greatly. It cost him uh, some of his children. It cost him the blood never departing from his family, the sword. Uh, and, and the truth of the matter is, it's simple. It's found in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. If you're able to turn in your Bibles with me, I would encourage you to turn there and, and maybe mark this in your Bible. It's a very important concept taught all throughout Scripture. The Bible says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now that sowing and reaping, of course, is, is planting and then gathering the harvest. So if you plant corn, you're going to get corn. If you plant soybeans, you're going to get soybeans. you plant strawberries, you're going to get strawberries. If you plant bad decisions again and again and again, you're going to reap the bad consequences of those decisions. Now, it may not, the harvest may not be ready tomorrow. It may not be ready in 10 years. But at some point, whether in this life or the next, you are going to reap the negative consequences of that which you have sown here on earth. That's just the fact of the matter. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So in order to make sure that we aren't sowing these bad decisions and that we are making good decisions, I would say there's really, there's really one thing that we can do. And if we do it faithfully, we'll, we'll be in a much better standing. If we'll just filter our decisions through what does God say? Not what does my preacher say God says or what does some book say God says, but get alone with the Bible and prayer and find out what does God himself, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who is righteous and holy and pure and just, what does he say about the choices that I'm going to make? And then act accordingly does no good to find out what God thinks if you're not going to obey it. So if, we're going to, if we go to the Bible and we use that to gauge our decision-making process instead of culture, instead of personal feelings or opinions, if we'll always go by the Bible, the Word of God is never going to steer you to make a wrong choice. Now, I want to show you one more example. We use David as an example, but we'll use one more example today. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 1. Genesis 3.1, if you're familiar with your Bible, you know this is where uh, what is called the fall of man takes place. We have the Garden of Eden. Everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. There's one rule in the Garden of Eden. Do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And let's see what happens. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. 
And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was desired uh, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree that was to be desired to be make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. This is where mankind makes that wrong decision that would affect all of us. That wrong decision, that breaking of the only law, the only rule, brought death, brought sin, brought disease, brought every negative thing in this world. The only things that God had made unto this point were good. You read that account of creation, when God gets done making things, he says it's good. It's very good. It's good every single day of creation. And then we come to this point where sin enters into view, and now... Now there's a knowledge of good and evil. Now there's not just flowers and fruit-bearing trees. Now there's thorns and weeds. And and now instead of just plucking the fruit off the tree and living off of that, man's got to live by the sweat of his brow. Now there's jealousy and pride and anger and hatred and sin and murder. All because of one decision. Because God loved mankind so much, though, God, after the you know man has made that decision, God knowing us, knowing the decisions we would make there, he knew that we would need a way out from that sin. He knew we would need another choice to make that could save us. John 3.16, very famous verse, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave us a new choice. See, in the Garden of Eden, the wrong choice was made. And in your life, if you're honest, the wrong choice has been made many, many times. But when it comes to the most important choice anybody could ever make, the choice is clear. It's the choice that God gave us concerning Jesus Christ. You see, there is a heaven and there is a hell. There is sin and there is righteousness. And if we are going to stand before God one day and be, and be seen as fit to enter heaven then we are going to need somebody else's righteousness. We're going to need somebody else to pay that sin debt for us. And God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to be that somebody else, to be that offering for our sin, for all sins for all time. What do we have to do? We have to accept it. We have to make the right choice concerning what we believe about Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God. That's an amazing thing. That's a wonderful thing. But it's a choice. God did not predetermine who was going to be saved, who was going to be lost. That goes against the word of God in, in many, many ways. It goes against nature of God. God gave mankind free will and he gave mankind a choice. He said, Here is, here's the truth. Here's my word. It tells you of a place called the lake of fire. It tells you of a place called heaven. It tells you that God is righteous and pure and holy and just and can have no part with sin. And it tells us that we are sinners from birth. Bible tells us that our works aren't good enough. Bible tells us that our baptism isn't good enough. Bible tells us our church membership isn't good enough. Bible tells us the only thing that we can do to be saved is to call out to Jesus Christ. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now, 
at the time of this recording, it's the Christmas season, and and people consider that you know I, I we can get into all the details about that, but in general, people consider it to be where we celebrate the birth of Christ, and uh, and I would I would encourage you to consider today whether or not you have made the choice to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, or whether Christ is just that baby in a manger to you, just a fun story, just a nice person in history. If Christ is not your personal Savior, if you have never called out to the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, then you are not on your way to heaven when you die. You need to make the choice to ask Christ to forgive you of his of your sins. You need to make the choice to understand that you are a sinner and need to be forgiven. In John chapter 3, of course, we, we quoted verse 16 already. Everybody knows that one. But in John chapter 3, the, the beginning of the chapter there, a man named Nicodemus is sitting down with Christ and talking to him, and, and Christ tells him, ye must be born again. It's, it's about a rebirth. That choice that we make, whether to reject or accept Christ, will determine whether we are alive or dead spiritually. The Bible says we are dead in our trespasses and sins. But Christ says that it is possible for us to be born again, to have new life, to become new once again. And that only happens through putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Today I present you with the choice, the choice of Christ. Will you continue to live your life your way, making choices without the God of heaven in your heart to guide you? living in sin and headed for an eternity in hell? Or will you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved? Will you make the choice to understand that you are a sinner and that you need a Savior? God is willing. God is able. God desires to save you. The Bible says in many places that God desires for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He doesn't want anybody to have to go to hell. But you have to make the choice for yourself. Your, your mom can't make it for you, your dad can't make it for you, your friends can't make it for you. You have to make the choice. Do I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, or do I believe you as just a figure from history? This is the most important life choice that anybody could ever make. And it is a choice that everybody has to make. There are no exceptions. There are no get-out-of-jail-free cards. When it comes that day, when you either die or when the Lord comes back and we stand before God, the only decision that will matter, the one that will matter the most out of all, is what did you do with Jesus Christ? Did you accept him or did you reject him?